ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> On this episode, we are going back. We're taking it back to May 31st. 1988, on that day, the hip-hop group Boogie Down Productions would release their second studio album entitled By All Means Necessary. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to go back to 1988. We're going to break it down. We're going to review the tracks. And we're going to talk about our thoughts on this album. And... You see who's here, so he needs no introduction. My man, Eclectic, is back in the crib. E, what up, man? What's up, everybody? Um, how you doing, Mr. 12 Cow? Man, I'm good, man. How about you? I am doing great. It's um, it's, it's time to talk hip-hop. Um, one of my favorite groups. Um, mm-hmm. One of the greatest MCs of all time. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Man, this same here, man. This This album, wow turning 35 years old it's it's really mind-boggling when you think about it because i don't really necessarily view this album as being 35 years old uh i don't even know how old krs was at the time that this album came out um but i do remember what it was like and who was out around this time man so we have quite a few listeners who may or may not have been around in 1988 Enlighten them, E, about what it was or what hip-hop looked like at this particular time in 1988 when this album came out. Hip-hop was at its peak. It was um, it was fun. It was varied. It was different. You could be yourself, get your shit off, start any kind of wave you wanted. Um, you didn't have to fit in a certain category. You didn't have to fit a certain mode. You didn't have to sound like a certain person. You didn't have to have a certain kind of beats. Um, mm. you, it was, this was the most experimental and free that hip hop has ever been. And this is probably why we dub it the greatest year of hip hop. You had, you had just straight lyrics. Um, like from Rakim on Follow the Leader. He had lyrics for the, for dark skinned people with Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> um, you had you had your, your your conscious. It takes a nation of millions, and the, the album we're going to talk about now. You had fun with Bismarcky and going off. You had uh, fun with uh, Kid and Play and Too Hype. Two different kind of funs. Then you had you had your radio singles. It takes two came out, and uh, yeah, straight out of Compton came out. Easy E, Act a Fool, um, uh, Twelve Cows' favorite album, uh, Doing Damage by the JVC Force. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff going on. How dare you? In '88, uh, Grammy Grammy nominated Supersonic by JJ Fad. Um, you could do just about anything in '88, and the, nothing was whack. You would listen to him like you. You could say, "Listen, I don't really like this. It's not for me." But if someone played it, like I, I mean, I listen to it. But um, oh, so so much fun, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, man, I you you summed it up, and I mean, like even 
some of those albums that you mentioned that came out in 88 we're going to review some of them we've already reviewed uh, another fun album that we reviewed was he's the dj i'm the rapper from uh dj jazzy jeff and the fresh prince um 88 was just different it, it was a very very special year and i mean like we're only talking hip-hop so like there are some r&b smokers that we're going to touch this year as well so i mean like it, it it goes without saying that this was a very special year in music period um but this album right here man the second effort from boogie down productions uh by all means necessary released may 31st 1988 um before we even get into this album eclectic uh as I mentioned at the top, this was not their first album. This was their second album. They, this album is following up their debut smash album, Criminal Minded. So as a fan, and I happen to know a, a little bit about you that Criminal Minded is your favorite album of all time, hip hop album of all time, right? Mm -hmm. So in your mind, if you can go back 35 years, did you think that they were even capable of either duplicating what they had done on the first album or even exceeding it with the second album? Um, I guess the thing is, back in the, the 80s, mm -hmm. we didn't think like that. Exactly. <laughs> we, we didn't think, oh, what are they going to come with? What, <laughs> what, what's the next thing's going to be? And or, and or, oh, that wasn't as dope as the other one. So they, mm, no, we just like, we were happy to have new music from people that mm -hmm. we listened to. And then we listened to it and we either like it or didn't. And that was it. But there was no expectations. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the record labels had pressure on people but um but we as 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 fans and criminal mind is my favorite album um this is back when you didn't even know when stuff came out <laughs> so so i found out that this somebody had this that this out this was out on the school bus <laughs> there, was, there was no rollout for you nah and somebody had and i'm like snatch it in my walk man on the way to school and mm -hmm. I, I, I know i legitimately just took it from the dude and wow. um and listen you ain't to even it. ask him no and um <laughs> give me your shit he shouldn't have showed it to me but um i listened to it on the wall i only remember i only remember what i was listening i think i was listening to chub rock mm -hmm. and then i took that out and put this in and and I was amazed as a, mm -hmm. a, a tight, tight in and out 10 tracks. Mm -hmm. Facts. Yeah, you're right. Um, man, it, it's, it's crazy because like you're, you're right. And I, I asked you that question just, just cause I knew you were going to answer it that way. Um, no, we, nobody in, in, in 1988, nobody who was a fan of BDPs cared about whether or not they would be, hit with a sophomore slump <laughs> or, or if they couldn't, you know, duplicate. Cause, cause here's the thing we didn't know. I don't, I don't know without looking it up. I couldn't tell you how many records criminal mind, criminal minded sold. What I can tell you is that 
all of my friends had that tape and I had it myself. So, um, but much like you, I don't know when the, I, I know that I, I bought this tape, but I'm sure I didn't buy it the first week that it came out. Um, in fact, my first time hearing a song off the album was the first song on the album. And I saw the video. So that was my first introduction to it. I don't know that I don't know that I heard it because I'm gonna let you know a little secret. <laughs> this album didn't get any radio play either. Um, but I was such a fan of Boogie Down Productions, such a huge fan of KRS Ones. Um, looking back on it, no, there were no expectations because I didn't, you know, we didn't think like that, like he said. Like we were just, I was happy to know that a new album was out. But, you know, looking, I mean, if, if it had been 2023, yeah, somebody would be like, oh, I don't know if they can, if they can duplicate their success like they had on the first album, you know, but we didn't think we were just happy to, anytime we got hip hop and it was dope, we were happy to have it. So we didn't think or view music in those, through those lenses. Um, but I was so glad that I got this tape. I was so glad that I got it. It was, um, it was everything. And I just remember playing it over and over and over and over again. This is one for me, I think in 1980, I don't want to, it wasn't the first, but it was, it was one of those tapes that I just constantly played. And like, I never, like, I never touched the buttons. Like, so I never had to fast forward it. I never had to, you know, rewind it. I just played it. And it just, like you said, you put it in your Walkman and you just played it. And you didn't want to be bothered. You, I sat in my room and I did my homework to it, so forth and so on. Um, but yeah, this this was an incredible album. Their second album. Um, what do you think this album does? I guess. No, nah, I don't want to say that. If if you could, <laughs> if you if you if you could put on your producer hat and you could jump in the studio with KRS One. What do you think he thought going into making this album? I just want to get you to pick his brain. Um, I couldn't imagine. I mean, this is it's a heavy album coming off the death mm-hmm. of Scott LaRock. Right. Um a lot of a lot of these um songs were, you know, they were working on and was producing, but um it's a lot of stuff you want to just get out of your mm-hmm. of your brain. And because if you look at the theme of this album, it's not necessarily like criminal minded. It's it's a it tackles a lot of subjects. Mm-hmm. And um but the thing, the 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 feather in the cap of this album is the, the many subjects that it tackles, he don't he does not sacrifice dopeness. Facts. So is at no point is he talking down to you or preaching or anything. Mm-hmm. You just get it by osmosis almost. You just get it because you know what he's talking about and you either seen it or lived it. But it's less the the way that the, the beats go, the way that the sequence and the messages. This is this is near flawless. I don't really. I, it's not criminal minded, but this <laughs> these these first two albums, I, I I don't know how you can 
he's he's the magic magic Johnson hip-hop, man. He's top three all the time, man. <laughs> he's top three. I, I want to let you and it's well, it's something I, t- I talked to you about off air, but I want to let you and the, the listeners know. Um, there's a series uh that I'll be doing probably this year and next year uh on the podcast called Versus, where I take two albums from a particular artist and based on the criteria because because we got to have criteria right based on the criteria i make a case for one album over the other or or just examine which album was better based on that criteria and criminal minded and by all means necessary are on that list of albums for me to do uh, so there will be an upcoming podcast at some point in time, probably within this calendar year, uh, of the two of them going head to head. Um, and I know that's going to be tough because it's some of these albums literally is like splitting hairs. Um, but even saying that, just to piggyback off what you said, I don't know what KRS One could have been thinking of because, as you mentioned, E. Uh, before this album was completed, his DJ Scott LaRock was tragically murdered. Uh, you know, innocent bystander trying to break up a fight, uh, caught a stray bullet and was murdered. And, um, you know, he still had to go through the process of me, meaning uh, Karis one had to go through the process of completing this album and having to do it without his guy. And so, you know, like you said, there's some themes here. There's some thoughts here that, you know, kind of flow throughout the album, but um, an incredible album nonetheless. Like I said, you know, before, and I'll say it again, this is a huge brick in the wall of 1988 as far as hip-hop albums. Eclectic and I both think and stand on the fact that we think that 1988 is the greatest year in hip-hop. Um, so with that being said, let's get into the tracks, man. Um <laughs> Track one begins the album with an incredible question. So you're a philosopher? (laughs) Oh, man. My philosophy leads off the album, man. Talk to me about my philosophy. Um, My philosophy, it's a different kind of song, but it's still kind of goes with the theme from Criminal Minded. Mm. I think this is like a bridge song. It's bridging the listener from from how Criminal Minded was going to where BDP is going. Um, and this introduces us to the teacher. Mm. See, the teacher wasn't really on Criminal Minded, he was a poet. <laughs> Thanks, but um, but this this really introduces us to the um, to the teacher and what he's about. Um, he lets us know that he's he's just the guy to lead a crew right up to your face and dish you, you know. And um, and and he and he does mention criminal minded in the album cover and and. And this is lecture number two, my philosophy. Mm. Number one was poetry. Poetry. So, you know, it, it, this is a bridge. He, he lets us lets us know 
down what's what's going what's going to be um coming up on this album and subsequent albums he just produces, creates and innovates on a higher level that's all he does <laughs> um Kara's one is incredible mm. and this song yeah, is man. a lot of people's favorite bdp songs it, it is it's mine also the, the way that they did the beginning on the video really yes. was was something no one's ever done before yes never it was, ever it was great and it was done in black and white yeah um yeah man i I, th- I think you you hit the nail on the head i mean like and i never really thought about it until you said that but this is the perfect bridge from the beginning the end of criminal minded album to the start of um by all means necessary uh this this song is incredible is my favorite bdp song um it still moves me and <laughs> eclectic will tell you and what i'm about to say is true you can go anywhere anywhere in the world and if there's another hip-hop head that knows if you just say so you're a philosopher they will finish the rest mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't care you could be in hong kong if you see somebody that knows and you ask them if they're a philosopher, they will finish the rest of the of what needs to be said. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, I as much as I love Criminal Mind, I love the way this album starts off. Um, I, I guess it's never it's not too early to talk about sequencing, but for me, I think this album is damn near flawless in the way that it's sequenced. Um, because this album was needed to come out when it came out and sounded the way that it sounded. And if you haven't, like he said, if you haven't seen the video, make sure that you check that out. The video is still dope to this day. Um, then we get to track two. You're slipping. What do you think about that one? You're slipping was dope. Um, uh, he answered your, your, your question in this song. He was, um, 22. Mm. Um, so uh total domination on stage chris is the name 22 is the age, age. um but this 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 was just an announcement you know for people like listen we we here but don't get it fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and he made, he he makes sure people he makes sure that people know that you know, not to not to not to slip and not to get them fucked up. Even on the the previous song, how many MCs must get this? How many? <laughs> like before <laughs> somebody says, "Look, don't fuck with that dude." How many times do I have to? Uh, and this this he put you put you on the chart at ten. You're fucked at nine. You suck at eight. You're a sucker at seven. A mother motherfucker. <laughs> nah, man. This this right here. You know, you know, my message is simple. You're slipping. Yeah, man. I, I um, I'll be honest. The first two or three times I heard it, the guitars threw me off. Because that's what. Uh, uh, that's like, uh, that's, see, that's just like, like the um, that's like the ACDC that was on Criminal Minded mm-hmm, on, on mm-hmm. Um, Dope Beat. On oh, Dope Beat. Yep. Um, yep. E N O S R K. When you go through other albums, you're sure to say, "God 
damn, they all seem to sound alike <laughs> until you hear the crew standing over in the light. Yeah, uh-huh. man. So it it, it uh it's it took me a couple of listens to get past the guitars, but once I once I got it, I got it. Like it it just it it sounded fine. And um this this quickly became uh not a favorite, but one of my favorites. Um yeah, you slip and goes it goes so hard, so hard. Uh speaking of hard, track three. <laughs> Stop the violence. Man, what you got on track three? This this was different because um so we used to the we used to the the, the chanting and stuff already. Mm-hmm. And so the one, two, three, the crew is called BDP. That was just in line with with, with the bridge is over, the bridge is over. So um this joint, this is one of those you would listen to and and rhyme along with. But then when you when you end up rhyming, well, this is what happened with me. I mm-hmm. would rhyme it, rhyme it when I wasn't listening to it, and really thought about the words I was saying. I'm like, yo, you could talk about Nigeria. People used to laugh at you. Now I take a look. I see USA for you Africa. Africa. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn, nah, you're right. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Rewrite the Constitution, the Emancipation Proclamation. We fight, we fight inflation. Yet the president is still on vacation. Uh, still on vacation. I mean, nah, a lot of this man. stuff applies to this day, man. Hey, nah, that, this was my joint, and then. Mm-hmm. And then the stop the violence movement came. Yes, yes. And I'm like, damn! If he would have had that, if he would have had that song on his album, this would have been I mean, out of there. Yeah, um, it, it, it would have been it would have been criminal, yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, no, I'm with, I'm with you, man. This again, it goes back to what you mentioned a little earlier. There's a message here. There's a beat here that's, you know, you so you bop in your head. So he has your full attention. And then there's a message here, but he does not come off as being preachy at all. And again, you know, context comes with it because we know that he lost his mans, you know, before this album comes out. And, you know, you see, if you just saw the title, Stop the Violence, you might not, you may want to skip that song. But once you sat down and listened to it, man, listen, one of the best songs on the album. I love it. Um and it's still it's still a banger to this day, um, and then, like you said, the chant. I mean, one, two, three. The crew is called beat. Come on, man. And you know what's funny is that you can go places and maybe play this record, and when you play it, and then people hear the chant. If people aren't familiar with the chant, they will be like, "Oh, is that where this came from?" Like because you hear it, you've heard it so many times in in hip hop mm-hmm. in different songs and. No, this is where it originated, right here on this song Stop the Violence. Um, they hit you with like the Wyo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we get to track four Illegal Business Controls America. Oh, man. What did you think about Illegal Business? This is my shit. This yeah. is my shit because they scratched in what can we get for 63 cents? <laughs> That and if anyone doesn't know, do you know what you know what it came from? Uh, Fat Albert. Yeah, it came from Fat Albert. Yeah. They were fuckers was in the stores like yo. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, that's my shit. But um, <laughs> what can you give for sixty three cents? Nothing. 
Um, we oh, started, we started saying that all the time. It's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go get some. Yeah, what can we get for sixty three cent? <laughs> um, I'm a sucker for a story, so he got the mm-hmm. story. This he mm-hmm. basically telling the uh, story of uh, Snowfall. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pretty much. But uh, yeah, this this shit is crazy. What can we get for cocaine, Sensi? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, nah, I yeah, love this, I love this song. Same here, man. Same here. And it this this song right here was an eye opener for me because growing up in Florence, South Carolina, you know, I didn't know much about drugs or the the drug. I'm, I'm gonna take. Let me take that back. I knew about drugs. I didn't know much about the drug trade, and you know, he's giving it to us right here. And this is when, you know, and you talk about this a lot on the podcast. There were songs in hip hop that taught us stuff. You know, I don't know necessarily, and I, I'm not going to get into, you know, the, the obvious, but hip hop isn't really teaching the way that it once did back in 1988. And I know things are different now. And, you know, you got to stream songs and the record label wants this and this and that, but I'm sure I mean, the record like, labels wanted some shit back then too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it's just like, you know, this is something that, again, I'm sitting in my house far away from New York City, far away from Los Angeles, California, far away from Miami, Florida, and I don't know anything about the drug trade. And this man gives me a tutorial on how things are. And it, it was it was an eye opener. And again, it, it's he's giving me an education. I'm listening and it's not coming off as preachy. I think that's dope to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I love this joint. I love this joint. Um, then we get to track five. Nervous. That's my shit. <laughs> Tell me about nervous. It's, 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 it's a different type of different type of vibe. He's mm-hmm. he's just talking. There's there's no he's he's not barring anybody up. He's not rapping. Mm-hmm. And he's just putting everybody on alert, showing everybody how to get down. Yo, put your nights in the air. If you don't have your nights, put your feet down. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, but yeah, he was telling everybody about about the crew and mm-hmm. that that you know they making music and all them suckers is making whack shit. They about to get nervous. Yep. The record label, the shit that they about to talk about, they about to get nervous. Get nervous <laughs> because nobody should be talking about fucking. Illegal business. So now go ahead, get nervous. Government, get nervous. Um, and if if you if you really paid attention, and most people mm-hmm. didn't, and I can't blame them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first album, Criminal Minded, you had the bridges over and mm-hmm. and, and stuff, and then, you know the whole Juice Crew thing, and you know they were going back and forth. Right. On this song, it was like, yo, I'm not to give a shout out to who Big Daddy Kane. But if you don't really pay attention, but if you're paying attention, like, wait a minute, you can't shut out him. He's in the juice crew, <laughs> but they was friends. Right, right. But yeah, he, he shouted out um, Big Daddy Kane, Heavy D, Eric B, D Square. Yeah, so nah, that's, mm-hmm. um, but if you if you were paying attention, hold on, Big Daddy Kane. But yeah, that dope song. I miss those days when you shouted people out in the song. Yeah. Well, no, nobody know. does that now. I mean, I mean, well, 
I mean, it is. Music of today is just different. Let me just put it like that and keep it moving. Um, me, and my, me and my crew, we made hit records all over the place, but we left B-Boy Records. And you know what happened after that point? They got... <laughs> <laughs> Nervous. And then, as soon as that fucking last nervous hit, yep, track number six. I'm still number one, one, one. Man, listen, this is probably. Well, I'm not gonna say probably. This is my second favorite song on this album. Um, borderline top 50-ish, maybe top 100 song in hip-hop, um, depending on where you want to place it. But um, a banger, a, a 1988 smoker. Man, what do you think about him still number one? Well, speaking of missing when you would shout people out, mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, everybody got shouted out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I knew the whole that DJ Doc, you know he's down with down us. With D-squad. Oh, man. Because I remember when it came out, he was like, Robocop boys down with us. And that the movie, it just came out. Wait a minute, they down with Robocop? <laughs> yeah, they had a boy named Robocop, but we didn't know. Mm-hmm. He was like, shit, he down with Robocop. Right. Um, but um, yeah, so this this was, this song was like, put everybody on notice. Mm-hmm. This was this was telling everybody I'm the GOAT before LL made GOAT. <laughs> like, look, you, you, y'all can go ahead and do all you. I'm still number one. Like, number like one. You, you, you made that cool. All right, but but he did something very, very, very important, which goes into that Billboard um, list mm-hmm. that he just did. Exactly, because people, no one's from the old school. Because if people saying uh, people's like Curtis Blow was old school then, even though Curtis Blow was still making records, but he was there was he was like rap isn't even twenty years old, and we're saying this on this album that's thirty five years old now, right? So rap wasn't even twenty years old, but he said fifty years down the line you can start this because we will be the we'll old, be school the old school artists, school artists. <laughs> and he said. And even in that time, I'll say a rhyme, a brand new style, ruthless and wild, running around, spending money, having fun. Because even then, I'm still number one. And I'd be damned if he didn't drop a new album last year with a brand new style. Yeah, he did. He did. And and, and apparently Rolling Stone didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned if he didn't. Thir- 35 years or well, 34 years later drop a yeah. brand new album with a brand new style. That was dope. Yeah. I mean, Karis One is got to be pushing near 60 years old. And he still got it. And he, he was. You know, almost spoke like a prophet on that in that bar that you just mentioned, and yeah, that's where we are. The album was thirty five years, um, thirty five years old. He was twenty two days, fifty seven. Yeah, there it is. So he's coming up on sixty, and he still got it. And again, like you said, he dropped. This was last year. This wasn't like he dropped the new album 
10 years ago or five years ago. No, this was months ago. (laughs) Uh, Man, I I love this song, man. This song and that, like you said, that, that bar in particular, we didn't know it at the time, but he was speaking it into existence because honestly, guys, at, in 1988, we weren't thinking about hip-hop turning 50, and this calendar year, hip-hop turns 50. So, I mean, for us to be in this position, and for hip-hop to be in this position, I, I think is dope. But what's even doper is having albums like this with timeless bars like this to where you can go back and reminisce, and it sounds just as dope, or maybe even doper than it did in 1988. And that's a credit to you know Chris Parker, the MC. Um, but yeah, I love this song. I absolutely love this song. Then we get the next track, track seven, part-time suckers. <laughs> what you got on this one? <laughs> so when so I was I was right and I was wrong about this song. Okay. So when How I How are you wrong? How are you wrong? I'm, well, because when I first saw that this was called that. Mm-hmm. I was assuming he was going to sample Stevie Wonder's part-time lover. Okay. But he didn't, so I was wrong. <laughs> However, <laughs> the hook is in the, if, if you know enough, the hook is in the same melody mm-hmm. as part-time lover. So it's dope as fuck. Yeah, technically you were right. The technical question about the guy who first was, then he lies what he is to man. Yeah, technically you were right. But um, no, I love this song. People still taking rapping for a joke, a passing hope, or a phrase with a rope. Because this a lot of times back in the day, people thought that hip hop was a fad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember people, I, I remember distinctly when people would say, oh, it's only going to, it's going to be, it's going to be like breakdancing. It's going to be around for a couple of years. It's going to be like disco. Like, so, and I, I've mentioned on podcasts before, and you've talked about it too. Like, there was a point in time in, in, in rap where we literally would go to school and come home from school and hope that rap was still there. Like, <laughs> like somebody didn't take rap away and kidnap rap and, and t- put, put rap in the car and take it away. I mean, like, cause we, we had no, we had no assurance that it was going to be around any longer than what we knew. So again, going back to your point about the albums, we were just happy to get dope albums. It just, it just so happened in 1988. I don't know what was in the water. I don't know where to prep with whether that was pressure. Or it was just, everybody just said, Hey, let's put, put our dopest shit out on the street. And they but, did. But this particular song, mm-hmm. this is when the teacher just really got, he got busy because the way that this song goes for people who don't know this song, it would say a word and he would give the next definition of the word mm-hmm. and keep going. Meanwhile, staying on track with the beat on the flow, kill meaning to deprive of life <laughs> fiance, fiance future wife, wife. <laughs> poet a person who writes poems wandering meaning to roam it's just 
is 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 is, is what is that? Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. New generation. Fired from work termination. termination. Quality. <laughs> Something special about an object or person. Can you rock a party while rehearsing? I can anytime on the spot rhyme. Right. Many reporting artists can't do it, but I'm more than just a recording artist kicking dust. I'm a sandstorm taking human form. K plus RS equals one. I don't burn anymore. I just cook till you're done. (laughs) Man, listen. Nobody. I mean, nobody could tell. I mean, like, nobody was doing that. That's just how dope this dude was. That's just how dope he was. Um, and and it still it still sounds good to this day. Uh, track number eight, the J, the I, the M, the M, the Y, <laughs> Jimmy. Talk to talk to the people about Jimmy, man. <laughs> well, I said this this album had a little bit of some of everything. Mm-hmm. The, the whole song was about your dick. Just, just make sure. But again, um, I have a, I have a episode on my podcast, Encyclopedia Hip Hop, when hip hop cared, mm-hmm. and I talk about all the times they tried to teach, and when the the MCs, it, they they cared. And this is a mm-hmm. wrap it up, safe sex. Wrap it up. Yeah. But but he does it in a dope hip hop way. Mm-hmm. So take care, Jimmy, because you know what's now in winter, AIDS attacks. So run, run out and out get, and your, get Jimmy your Jimmy hats. hats. <laughs> it costs so little for a pack of three. They're Jimmy hats for the winter attack. I mean, mm. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> wait, 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 what do you say? Um, I don't want to hear that you're not with it. Turn around to see your butt in a clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy hats are now in style because you can't, you can't trust, trust the a big, big button, button, button smile. smile. Before, well, before poison came out, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> understand where they got that from. Mm. Understand Facts. where they got that from because <laughs> you Facts. can't trust the big butt and the smile. That's Karis One in 1988. Yeah. Just, just everybody, please understand. Yeah, you got to, you got to. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that was. I always liked the fact that, yeah, talking about <laughs> talking about your dick, referring to it as Jimmy. Um, shout out to the JBs and Jim Browski and the girls got Jennies. Jennies, that's right, that's right. So that was a clever. And here's the thing, folks. That's a clever way of talking about sex without necessarily talking about sex and you could say it cleanly and get and not that they were trying to get on the radio but you could get something like that you could get on the radio yeah, and you, not you have to worry about your, you can walk past your parents man I gotta go get some Jimmy hats They're like, oh, <laughs> right and so um, yeah man I, I, I love that joint to this day it, it still it still bangs to me and, and it still makes me laugh and chuckle um, track 9 teacher teacher Woo, man, listen, this another smoker, man. Talk talked about teacher teacher. This song was underrated by me. When mm-hmm. this album first came out, I was like, eh, this is oh, okay. I like this is this is this was an okay song. And then 
like, I don't know, it took me about a week, maybe about a week. And then I was like, this song is incredible. This is one of the greatest songs ever. Um, well, <laughs> well, why don't you put your hands up if you don't have AIDS? But, um, <laughs> well, what's my shit? Um, uh, it's kind of primitive, so please don't miss the way I do this on the microphone because I was never shown. My mother was an in the B boy at the home. <laughs> so I thought, hey, man, I'm sorry, man. But yeah, man, it, it that uh, joint. Hey, oh, what's for other shit? Um, <laughs> hold on. Um, oh, you always call your females by the name, not hey, because hey would only make a real woman turn away. Quack. Unless the woman is the freak of the year. And then you know the KRS don't care. Unless the woman is the freak of the year. The papa. And then you know the KRS don't care. They always call a freak by the garment they wear. Instead of calling it clothes, they always calling it gear. Big dairy year to make the next man stare. Attracted to the man with jerry curls in them hair. Always puffing cheaper with the 40 your beard. Hey, man. Man, I love that song. I love that song. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know anybody else that could have pulled. I mean, because it, it's you know he's he's going into his heritage at this point. I don't know anybody else that could have pulled that off. I mean, nah. you've got what Shinehead, maybe that's about <laughs> it. You've got eight just banging tracks, and then he flips up his whole steez into this patois of rhymes, and like. That's incredible, man. I mean, and, and it still sounds dope and still sounds fresh to this day. Um, yeah, I love that joint. I love I I I didn't have I know a couple of people that didn't like it at first, but I, I loved it um probably from the first time that I heard it. Uh then the album closes with track 10 necessary. He gives you a little spoken word on here. What do you think about this one? I thought this was magnificent. I mm-hmm. used to say this whole thing like, <laughs> when I was like washing dishes or washing clothes. This was one of my favorite things because also never done before. Mm-hmm. It yeah, wasn't just ever turn up no music. I mean, a little faint shit in the background, but I'm not rapping. I'm giving, like you said, the spoken word. Um, and he made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, um, even before the rock and roll era, violence played a big part in music. It's all according to your meaning of violence and how or in which way you use it. Oh, no. It's not violent <laughs> showing movies the destruction of a human body. But yes, indeed, it's very violent to protect yourself at a party. And oh, no, it's not violent when under the Christmas tree, there's a looking like gun. But yes, of course, it's violent to have an album like Harris One. <laughs> man, listen. That man said, what I call violence, I can't do, but your kind of violence is stopping me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I mean, like, he he does not no nobody else would have done this. Nah. Nobody else. And I mean, this is tracked in on their second album following you know the debut smash album and man I, to, to finish this album like this and he made so much sense and again going back to the theme that we mentioned earlier 
he's talking to us, but he's not preaching. And and, and, and he's legitimately talking to us. That's it. That's it. Legitimately, I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you what I think. And there's nothing you can do but listen. And, and we all, hung on every word. Go ahead. And all of it is still relevant. It, mm-hmm. I mean, um, by all means necessary, the rap audience must grow up. The same type of fighting we do, they do. <laughs> except we've got nothing to blow nothing up. To blow up. <laughs> and, and, um, he, and, he, and he tells, he, he gives us... Uh, uh, if all I do is play the game, then I'm just mediocre. We strive to be the best we can be, not to just get over. Mm. And he, he he shouts out Big Daddy Kane again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, uh, what was the other shit he said? Um, yeah, I'm making some money. He's making some money. Making some money. But none of these things are necessities. What I find to be a necessity is controlling a positive destiny mm. and mm. and he ends it he ends it whether peace by war or peace by peace the reality of peace is scary but we must get there one mm. way or another by all means necessary necessary man <sighs> boy I, I that should they should literally teach that in school yeah. Like we had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> they, should, they, should, they should have people recite that. Yeah, this this should be like I know that they're building a hip hop hall of fame. This should be like what you should hear. They should play this like on a loop as you're walking throughout the building. And it should like, be on a big plaque in the in the front. No question. Like it's the no constitution. Question. Yeah. I mean, because it's like you 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 see and I mean, well, we didn't see, but we heard that he lost Scott LaRock. And I mean, like, so this album, like you said, it gives you a little bit of everything. It gives you, you know, bars. It gives you his feelings, his emotion. You get a message in there, stop the violence. And the one thing I almost forgot that to even talk about that is very quite obvious was the album cover. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think the first time, if, if you can remember, what did you think about the album cover when you saw it? I mean, I didn't. I didn't do the direct correlation because I mean, I, I I didn't know exactly who it was, but I knew I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen the picture in the post before, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, he did it from that. But he's also still holding guns like he had on the fucking cover of Criminal Minded. So I was like, this is all going together. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was dope. Um, but also before you get into that, when I mm-hmm. went to go when I went to go see him at um, Rock the Bells, mm. he did this the the. The volume is as he did, and the whole crowd said, said every word. Wow. He was like, turn off the music. <laughs> and he was like, the song get together and they can rap. Everybody was like, oh shit. And we said, <laughs> we said the whole day it was like a classroom. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be, man. That's how it's supposed to be. And I mean, like, I would hope that if anyone attended a KRS one show that he's still doing it and you know, at whatever point in the show that it happens, that everybody's able to recite it. Um, yeah, I, I much like you, I the, when I saw the album cover, I don't even know if I remember seeing the picture of Malcolm X uh, looking out of the window with the gun. Um, 
because this would have come out before the Malcolm X movie. By that time, I had not read uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X. So I knew who Malcolm X was, but I wasn't familiar with that scene of him standing, you know, holding a gun, looking out the window. But like you said, it was on par with the album cover of the first album, Criminal Minded. So I, I didn't have a, I didn't have an issue with it. I, I remember it wasn't a magazine. I can't remember. I remember somebody talking bad about it. It might have been on BET or something. I I don't know. I can't remember. But um, you know, I, I, it was no. I didn't look at it like it was anything bad. Um, you know, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, at this particular time in hip hop, you could have a gun on an album cover. Um, we saw it a lot. <laughs> in fact, NWA is pointing a gun at you uh, on their album cover. Um, but yeah, man, that that wrapped up an incredible album. Um, I don't, I don't know that. I don't. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure this album was never rated. I don't think the mics came out. Um, but if you had to give this album under the sources five mic rating what do you think you would have given that album back then and what do you think you'd give it now um i think in both cases four and a half mm. i want i want to say five but i think back then i wouldn't have gave it five because just the even though i like it Mm-hmm. That funky beats behind nervous. It was like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, really. And and um, it's real, it's real short. So I'm um, yeah, four and a half. If I could do four and three quarters, I would do four and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, I I I um, I'm stingy with fives. This is close. I couldn't give it a five, but I definitely could give it a four and a half. I would have given it a four. Mind, I'm giving criminal minded a five. So this is mm, mm, it's right there. I See, I, I I think that these two albums, as far as a soloist debut and sophomore album, I don't know who's beating him. And see, and there's it, contenders. That, that, yeah, they're contenders. Um, and, and, and oh, hold I, on before before you finish. The only reason mm-hmm. why I even say this is because the majority of people like this more than criminal minded, and so if the majority of people like this more than criminal minded, and I know it's not better than criminal minded, <laughs> then then these two albums are ridiculous. Well, it might be better than criminal minded. It's we don't true. know. We don't we do. well and, and see here's the thing. And and I, I actually because the aforementioned verses that I was telling you about a little earlier, I'd planned to do those by myself, right? And I was like, well, you know what? I might I might want to reach out to E for those two albums. Nah, I'm biased. It, it, clearly. <laughs> so well, I mean this is this is my guy. Karis one is my right. guy. And so like let me exp- let me explain how much of my guy Karis One is. In Don't my list in my list of rappers, he's ahead of LL. Mm. I just think LL's the GOAT. But in my personal list, 
Mm-hmm. Nah, he said, head the hell out. This is my guy. Mm-hmm. My favorite hip hop song of all time and my favorite hip hop album of all time is made by this guy. Yes. I I, I think I, I definitely have him over LL, which is mm-hmm. not it's not a bad thing. Um but I think uh listen, the, these first two albums, who I'm I'm gonna give both of them four and a half. But it's hard to man. It could be as simple as flipping a coin. Some days it just depends. Um, but like you said, you could really make a case that these that there isn't. There are very few hip hop artists whose first two albums can compare to. If we say okay, if we just have a consensus. Okay, we'll give both first two albums four and a half mics. It's very few people that can say that both of their first two albums got four and a half mics. Very few. There's some, but not a few. And, and then you have to, you know, kind of look at the criteria and, and everything like that. But I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. It, it's incredible. I mean, to follow up Criminal Minded with this album, beyond incredible. I, I love this album. Um, this is one. I mean, I always look forward to coming back and reviewing the older albums. Um, I knew we'd be doing this one together, and um, this one, this one was was fun because it really took me back to 1988 and how I felt about you know hip hop and how I felt about KRS One and BDP, and um, still feel good, man. I mean, like it's it's still and it still it still resonates. It's still now there's. <laughs> admittedly so there's some albums from 88 that, that you know i'm not gonna say fell out of my rotation but i don't play them as much this is one that i still play still play to this day and when i play criminal minded i play this right behind it always always um so yeah that's 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 gonna wrap it up man um wow again by all means necessary, 35 years later from Boogie Down Productions. Shout out to KRS One. Shout out to D Nice. Shout out to the whole BDP posse. Rest in peace, Miss Melody. Um, before we get out of here, E Man, tell folks where they can find you. Tell them where they can find the podcast and where they can find you on social media. Well, just type eclectic with a K and everywhere you'll find me. But um, Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast, Encyclopedia HH on Twitter and Instagram, um, Eclectic Podcast, um, Twitter and Instagram for the EDP Eclectic Discussion Podcast, available on um, most most platforms. If the platform doesn't have it, let me know, or just don't use that one. Um, <laughs> and um, at Eclectic, at Tweet Rhymes Life, at Encyclopedia HH, at Eclectic Podcast, at One Gotta Go, just add the fuck out of me, and um, I'm going to hook you up with some good content. All of my podcasts, every podcast that I do is evergreen. Mm-hmm. You can listen mm-hmm. to it anytime, any year, any day, and it's not dated because I'm not going to do current events because current events is fucked up right now. <laughs> and they will be in the future, too. Um, yeah, same here. Uh, you can find this podcast, the 12 Kyle Podcast, Wherever you're listening to it right now, you can find it on all streaming platforms. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. I drop a new episode every 
Thursday at midnight and, you know, time to time to drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. Uh, if you feel so inclined, hit me up on Cash App. We will take donations. Uh, dollar sign. T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Uh, again, by all means necessary, 35 years later with my man Eclectic, we are out of here. That's going to do it for us. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank Five. You. Yes, sir. Fresh for 88. <laughs> Suckers. Suckers. <laughs> we out of here, man. Peace.